0: everyone here is episode four of blowing off steam dave is back in the sauna dave welcome back buddy we missed you last week but we had some good conversation without you we're able to talk hockey because you weren't here so
1: let's go i missed the best week then
0: (laughs) yeah so so that was all good um other than that, we got some news on the college football front with Spencer Rattler changing his Instagram bio saying that – meaning that he's probably going to transfer because he's soft. Um, he's soft. We got we got Coastal Carolina football going on right now. We're recording this on a Wednesday night late. Uh, playoff baseball going on. The Dodgers just scored two runs. It's a 5-2 game against the Braves. Braves are winning. Uh Other than that, another good week of NFL. Cardinals beat my hometown Browns. Didn't didn't just beat them. They kicked the living crap out of them. And uh, you ruined Baker. So thanks for that.
1: I do like Baker. So sorry for for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Baker's still the better OU quarterback, but, you know, it just doesn't transfer to the NFL.
1: Maybe in commercials.
0: Yeah, that's true. Very true. We'll see if he'll be on the commercial IR for now. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Uh, the What do you guys want to start with? NBA basketball just started. I can't elaborate too much on that, but it's opening night of NBA hoops. And shout out. You know what, Mike, you say it. You say it. I know you're a diehard Chicago sports fan. So what just happened? <laughs> Chicago?
2: Yeah, Um Bulls come in here playing a, a decent Pistons team. Bulls are a favorite. Pistons are players. not decent. Come Pistons on. Pistons are
1: terrible. You just lost your credibility. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Nick. But, but Mike, who's the best
0: professional basketball team in Chicago right now? It, it's the Chicago Sky right now.
1: Yeah, there you <laughs> go. They had an absurd showing at their parade. Guys, go check it out if you haven't.
3: <laughs> Huge win for the city. Probably the last ring we'll win in for a long time until the White Sox.
1: Until the Cubs are good again.
3: we got to wait another 106 years.
1: Oh, right, here we go. <laughs> Hopefully we're not waiting that long for your guys' next championship. Tony
3: is going to get another DUI anyways soon, so we'll get a new manager, win a World <laughs>
0: Series.
1: <laughs> so, he's he's good. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah.
0: No, you're good. My only question I'll ask about NBA basketball, we'll give a quick, quick present segment. Hopefully we'll get our NBA expert, Greg Hendricks, on the show. He's our NBA go-to guy. Um, But uh, who do you guys – guys, your MVP frontrunner? Anyone got anyone?
1: You got to go Giannis Antetokounmpo. I mean, obviously he's the pick. But uh, do we think Kevin Durant's going to have a better year than him this year if he stays healthy?
0: Uh, Well, with anti-vax Kyrie helping out KD's MVP talk, so
1: (laughs) – I mean, the motherfucker hasn't played in about eight years, it seems like. But um
2: Yeah, Kendrick's not a bad pick because yeah, Kyrie's just uh well, I mean, they have just three ball hogs on that team, but with one gone, Katie a lot, a lot of opportunities.
1: Do we but, um can we go through what do we think is is our top five NBA players going into the season?
2: Obviously, well, that's
1: I that's
0: a good one. LeBron LeBron's number one. I think <laughs> <it's>,
1: <laughs> I go my, my top five is Katie, Giannis. You gotta go Braun. Luca and Steph.
0: Yeah, Lu- Luca's my Luca's my favorite to win MVP this year. Really? Yeah. I don't know why I just got a feeling kind of like the guy.
1: I think he's the best value pick out of those five I just named for sure. Yeah,
0: I think if you're making the top five, in my opinion, you gotta put Steph on it. Uh you Steph, number one, I'd say is KD right now. Uh, Giannis, probably two. I'd put, like, Steph at three. I'll give LeBron the honorary four or five. And then toss-up from there. I'll just say Ben Simmons is probably five.
1: <laughs> what is Giannis that?
3: could be dangerous this year. Giannis could be dangerous this year. He's been working out in the offseason.
1: He's been shooting. Getting big. Getting big. The motherfucker, you're already he Could bent. be dangerous. He's- What do we think about Ben Simmons? What's going on over there? I
0: I have no idea, but Embiid hates his guts, and it's crazy.
1: I know. Did you see what he said on the interview? Didn't he
0: basically say, I don't know, I don't care about him anymore?
1: He literally said that word for word. I I don't care about that man anymore. He does what he wants. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. So he might not – do we think he plays another game in the Philadelphia jersey?
3: No. I mean, what are they – but what are they – Who? Who's gonna? He has no trade value.
0: He has a
1: lot. I mean, of he trade is. Card. He has a lot of trade value. He, he plays good on defense. He's a good playmaker. He just can't shoot, and he comes an offensive liability. But
3: he just but can't he do his primary function of his position. But other than that, he's pretty. good. I mean,
1: he's a good point guard. Just, just can't score the fucking ball. <laughs> Here, here's
0: Holy a question. Guy. Here's a question. You get to take one NFL player put them on an NBA team who will be able to contribute the most. You think Nate, one NFL player that has the best chance of playing in the NBA right now, who you think it is? Kyle Pitts. Oh,
2: that'll be pick.
1: Mike, who do you think?
2: I didn't hear the question. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I was asking what NFL player would be the best NBA player? If he had to go into the NBA, which one would be able to make at least some sort of impact? I might just have to go with DK Metcalf.
1: I'm going to go um Stupid, stupid DK Metcalf. I do know who who was good. Um, Jimmy Graham was actually a great basketball player. I think he played at the U if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he played uh, college hoops. I'm pretty um, sure. And I want to say Julius Peppers played basketball too.
0: Antonio Gates did.
1: I know Antonio Gates did. I think Julius Peppers did as well. I, I could be wrong about that one. But if I was going off pure, like I didn't know that, I would go um, probably a big tight end or like Miles Garrett just because he's a monster. And I, <laughs> I saw him dunk a few times. <laughs>
2: Mike, you got one? Um, I'll take uh, Khalil Mack. Uh, there was a very uh, infamous video of him in a Bulls jersey, and it was just massive. Dude, uh, Karsten saw Khalil Mack shoot around at a
0: gym, and he said he was awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, does, he doesn't strike me as a basketball player. No. <laughs> How about? it? Uh.
2: Oh, actually, I'll, I'll take Akeem Hicks. I think Hicks would be like a Shaq Akeem type of Hicks. player. Dude, he's massive. He's tall. I think he'd be like a Shaq type of guy.
3: Yeah, but he can't jump. He's huge.
2: <laughs> it's like, he jump.
0: He's, <laughs> like three, he's like 320. <laughs>
3: exactly.
2: Weird. He's a monster in the paint.
0: What If there was to be a starting quarterback 1v1 tournament, 1v1 basketball, all starting QBs in the league, who you got winning it all? Well, Daniel Jones is out first.
1: Carson Wentz.
0: I think Sam Darnold's out first. <laughs> I think Zach Wilson's out first. <laughs> no, no, Zach that... Wilson. Zach Wilson wears the headband
3: though. There's no so way he's, he's frat... got some kind of ball in him. There's no
1: way that frat boy is a jump shot. <laughs> I think Matt Stafford would low key be a baller at basketball. I think
2: I, I take Josh Allen in there. Oh. Is it isn't Carson Wentz like
3: really good like at training camp? Didn't he win like their knockout or something that they played?
0: I have no idea.
3: I have literally
1: no idea. He just strikes me as a good basketball player
0: shooter. <laughs> you guess why? I'll put I'll put my money on Joe Burrow. He's just a complete gamer. He is a gamer.
1: Baker's kind of oh. a
0: gamer too. Dead last. Tua. Tua. There's no way he can shoot a basketball. Not- He'd turn the ball over
1: before he could shoot it. <laughs> Tua turned the ball over. <laughs> Love that nickname. He did he kind get of hurt. ball out though, last week. He get hurt
3: before the first game.
1: Who did kind of ball out last week though? Through for like three hundred thirty yards.
3: He did. He did Huge play week. well. Huge week in a twenty to twenty
0: three loss to the Jags.
1: And he still threw a pick, so. I
0: what think. I, I think yeah, it's transferred into NFL. A quick congrats to Urban Meyer. Having to deal with a lot of controversy, but maybe his controversy led to rallying the troops and he gets his first career NFL win. Um, good good for him, I guess, but it was against the Dolphins, so I don't think anyone wants to give him credit. The Dolphins suck. I'm actually kind of surprised, to be honest, because I thought the Dolphins had enough pieces that no matter who was at quarterback, they'd be able to win like maybe six games at least, but it doesn't feel like they will. No, they're really bad.
3: They're they're the Dolphins. They came into the year and everybody's like, oh man, they could be like okay. They maybe could sneak in, and then they the year started and now they're bad again.
1: Well, the thing is, I don't know what happened to their defense. Like I I knew everyone knew everyone on this planet knew that offense was going to be bad under under Tua, but no one expected the defense to just get shredded on all fronts. I mean, you should play whatever running back is going against Miami Dolphins. You should play them every single week.
0: I was going to say something. No, I 100% agree. They and they're not in a good division. Have they played the Jets yet?
1: They, I don't think so. No, for sure not. There's no way they lost. No, the they team haven't. Team. They yeah.
0: haven't. All right, because that'll be interesting.
1: They did beat the Pets, though. So.
3: This is a great spot for me though to say. I should say. I think. I think the NFL intentionally tried to send the four worst teams to London that they could. Like they tried to intentionally give the two worst matchups to London as they could. They gave them, they're trying to grow the game. They gave them Atlanta versus the jets and Miami versus the Jags.
1: Maybe because they think the, the teams in London can compete with them. <laughs> yeah.
3: The people, the people would watch them and they would be like, man, I could probably play pro football. I should get into this.
1: Yeah. The youth is now playing American football over there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Dude, can you we see the money. Can we talk about that Monday night game with the Titans upsetting the Bills? But so the, I told you the Titans are not bad. They're a good.
1: Team. I
3: I never said the Titans were bad. I said the Titans defense were bad. You this had is the them thing about the fraud Titans. list. This is this was my this was my point last week when I said why they were on the I guess I said it before the show, but this is why it's so hard to, like, analyze the NFL because last week the Titans defense was atrocious. The tit- This is the same Titans defense that got shredded by the Jets that now held the best offense in the league down enough to win. I mean, they but totally it played. also it also helps when you have Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, so. he's only
1: about 31 points. How many games does he have with two-plus touchdowns this year?
3: You've got, there's like, two, three, right? He
1: has ten touchdowns in six games. That's
3: a lot. Wow, I'm saying, <laughs> he's I'm, I agree. That. He's got more than that. And no, no he, fumbles. I'm pretty sure I was just looking at it. Yeah, um, he's got ten touchdowns. Does he? Yeah, and he's got I'm pretty sure he's already got over two thousand yards rushing, doesn't he? Over how many? Or over a thousand yards rushing.
1: No, he has like seven hundred and eighty yards rushing. Jeez. But seven hundred and eighty yards in six games is insane. Nick said over 2,000 yards. Yeah. (laughs) I I was like, I thought he was making a joke. (laughs) I was like, maybe I missed that one. (laughs) But it it is insane how much he carries that offense, especially with Ryan Tannehill having a a down year.
0: He's he's borderline on pace for almost 500 touches in a season, which is just crazy.
1: Like, how does he stay healthy? That's what I want to know. You got CMC going down every week.
0: Yeah, I'm. By the way, I'd like to say I'm off the uh, add CMC to the bubble fraud list.
1: Why well, just CMC's
0: seen... CMC's legs? He can't. He can't be in the conversation for best running back in the NFL if he's getting hurt like this.
1: Should we start off with the updated fraud list?
0: Yeah, I could. I mean, there's
3: only one new addition this week, but we still have a couple on the bubble. I was That's gonna it. put the. I was gonna put the Broncos on, but they belong. the Broncos the Broncos have the opportunity this week to play the second string Browns and win, and then later in the season look back and go, see, we're not a bad team to beat the Browns when everybody forgets that the Browns are really injured. So they're on the bubble. If they win this week, it could save the season. But I did I did add CMC
0: to the bubble. Just saying, the Browns are at the bottom of the AFC North with a full team. So, so maybe the Browns are the frauds. I think they should be in slight consideration right now. I think they're a very good team, but I think they're borderline of frauds right now. So, I have,
3: so my bubble, the new bubble for this week is the Broncos, Christian McCaffrey, and the Bears playing Green Bay, and then – The only new actual addition to the fraud list is Iowa. So it's now.
1: They only have one bad week. Whoa, 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 whoa. If you want to be the number two team in the nation, you can't have a bad week. I mean, you can't get shit on by Purdue at home. Yeah. I agree. agree. But the thing is, in college, one week matters so much. I mean, they dropped out of the top ten. What do we think about that? It's a big loss. Is that heavy? Is that too much or is that, that just enough?
3: I mean, it's still going to – well, I mean, now it's setting up perfectly. It's literally going to be whichever one lost team wins the Big Ten is the one that – or undefeated team, I guess. We still have some undefeated teams. Yeah,
1: don't sleep. Don't
3: sleep. Some undefeated team, whichever
0: – it's going to be whoever wins the Big Ten gets the spot. Yeah, I mean, I think Iowa – I get people say the whole punish for the unranked loss, and I, I do get the especially against Purdue. Not but, anymore. Purdue's now a ranked team. But, like – if Iowa runs the table and beats a flaming hot Michigan or flaming hot Ohio State or flaming hot Penn State with one loss or undefeated, they should make it in. If you win the Big Ten this year, you should you you have to make it in if you have under two losses. I agree. I think
1: it's fair. Who does Iowa have left on the schedule? That shit have,
0: conference.
1: I know they have Wisconsin, Minnesota. Like Nebraska, do they have anyone like worth noting left? No, right?
3: Um, I think Wisconsin. They play. I mean, they play Nebraska in Nebraska, I guess.
1: I think the Wisconsin's the best team left because they play them at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Nebraska's still looking for that signature win, though, for being like a pesky team. Yeah. I, yeah, <clears throat> I don't
3: know. Well, I guess we can get back to the to the Iowa when we uh, when we get to college football but is uh by the way is Spencer Rattler on the fraud list yeah he's been on the fraud list he's been a staple since the Texas game good
0: good good he's now a
3: permanent he's a permanent member so the so the newly updated fraud list not including bubble so we now have Iowa the Chiefs Spencer Rattler Army Notre Dame Graham Mertz
1: and Clemson I love the Graham Mertz. (laughs) He's so bad. He was supposed to be out of a dog, too, right?
0: Yeah. Um, Army did cover pretty easily against Wisconsin. I think they lost by six or seven last week, and the spread was 14. Listen, it's going to take a lot for Army to get off the fraud list after that showing at Ball State. That's all I'm going to say. They were an unranked team and lost to an unranked team. Like it's not that absurd of a game. It's just because we thought Army would win by a lot. Just
1: cuz I we- think it's
3: a it's absurd though when you consider like like Army was like I guess it's not it's 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 partially because we all lost a lot of money. But it also is big when you like actually looked at the matchup. I mean, you're talking about Ball State. I'm pretty sure Ball State had the worst run defense in the country going into that game. And they still lost, so. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I guess guess I'm going to jump back to NFL since we can go back to that real quick and then we can move on to college. I got a lot of college stuff to talk about this week, but I was going to say we have to talk about the Chargers-Ravens because that was Dave's lock of the week last week. Devastating. The Chargers completely just... Uh, they took the week off. So
0: Hey, let's also I, I love you, Mike, but let's not let Mike off the hook. He basically said that was his lock of the week, but he had the change because Dave had it. So they both went. I mean, down.
2: mine mine was a little bit better. I did take the Bills afterwards, so
1: my yeah. at least my at least my backup lock of the week was the Rams minus nine against the Giants.
3: Ball don't lie, Mike. Ball don't lie.
1: Ball does not lie.
3: I like Justin Herbert threw for under 200 yards. It wasn't was to I mean no. the
1: Ravens the Ravens continue to prove me wrong. The Ravens and Lamar. I was not on Lamar. I, I mean I still am kind of on Lamar, but dude, Herbert Lamar's actually, having a
0: great year. Herbert actually looked bad.
1: I mean Lamar's not having a great year, but
0: Lamar's put currently
3: on pace for having a better season than his MVP season.
1: That's not true. He's nine touchdowns, five picks. He was so um, I'm losing the word, but he was so uh, efficient. His MVP year, touchdown, interception-wise, it was nowhere near nine and five. But maybe yards-wise, I don't know the exact stats, but that's probably better. Probably he's better already
3: better. got he's already got over 1,600 yards, nine TDs, five INTs. His passer rating is 99, and he's got a 67.5 completion percentage.
1: I mean, he almost has as many interceptions as he as he did his MVP year.
0: I'm Lamar sure. is throwing, Lamar's throwing the ball a lot better, though. Like, I, he's actually looking like a very good quarterback, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he is a career high for completion percentage, on pace for a career high for yards, touchdowns. Oh, just, he is. just his rating and in INT is down. Interceptions are up. Rating's he also down. did
2: have a 400-yard passing game, which just seemed impossible for him a year ago. And he had an 86% completion percentage in that game.
1: Yeah, That's efficiency. And, I, and the Colts' defense isn't terrible.
3: No, they're just banged up.
1: So it's not like he did it against the Texans.
3: I was going to say, too, I feel like with the – like the car, I felt this way during the Cardinals-Browns game. I feel like since the Cardinals are an East Coast team, this always happens to them. They always end up playing in, like, that uh, 2 o'clock game slot. I just feel like all those games get, like – Overlooked really like nobody super pays attention to them. I feel like after like the noon games, everybody kind of like turns off red zone or stops paying attention. But, like that Browns Cardinals game was a, it
0: was a pretty good game. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, Not really. fun watch for me. I mean, after
0: I was going crazy on the Donovan people's Jones Hail Mary though. Dude played great.
1: <laughs> he did play great. I'm on. I've always liked him. It's just it's hard going to the Browns and being a good – wide receiver 3-4 after Odell and Jarvis. Even though they've both been dealing with injuries, Baker still hasn't been great. Just does enough to win football games with a good defense. With a good team, good scheme, good coach.
0: Yeah, Baker just needs to be honest and say that his arm's bothering him and he needs to stop playing. It's better for them to have Case Keenum playing. Baker just – Baker doesn't look like himself. He's struggling. He he had like a revenge game before this past week and he proved everyone wrong like he usually does, but his, he already did. his arm's bothering him, man. Yeah, he already did. They already ruled him out. He has a completely torn labrum. No, I know, but he's going he wants to play through it. He can play through a torn labrum in his left shoulder. It's just not there no, they already told him that he wasn't gonna play. They told they said Keenum's the starter. No, I know, but he wants to play next week.
3: Yeah,
0: oh just, oh 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 yeah
3: he's just talking about I
1: in general. He's not yeah, gonna get what you I don't know. I like that dude. He's a gamer.
3: Vikings I legend think. Case Keenum gets to take over, though. Could be he's the so, future of the Browns.
1: He's similar to Joe Burrow, in my opinion. Just not as talented, obviously. Just kind of how they go about the game and kind of their, their mindset and IQ wise. Just Baker isn't as talented.
2: Also, hot take. I've been I've been sitting on this all weekend, but I don't think the Browns can win anything with Baker, to be honest. That's I don't a, think they can win anything. It's not a bad take, Mike.
0: I it's don't want to comment too much on it because I like Baker a lot, but
1: I don't think it's a hot take either. A lot of people say that.
2: Yeah, the number one feel like- football right now, you have the best, you know, tandem backfield. You got Odell out there. You have a decent tight end, and well, he you know, hasn't had Odell for like yeah, a while. He, has, he hasn't had receivers oh, or Landry. How about, how
1: about this year? Right now, they're a three and three right now. I mean, he hasn't had any receivers all year, but yeah, Landry's been hurt all year. Let's look at their three losses though: Chargers, the Cardinals, and Chiefs. 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 I mean, you can't. Say- and the
3: Cardinals. I mean, the the Chargers won arguably. You they almost say- won.
1: Yeah, you. I mean, you can't say oh they're three and three without taking that into account. They played the best team in football right now. They played the Chiefs, who are the Chiefs, even though they're kind of struggling. And they play the Chargers, who are hot. So I mean, they're they're better. They're better than saying they're just a three and three team. But I do agree. Wait, what you're saying?
0: Yeah, he just uh, there's. I feel like there's a lot of QBs that would thrive a lot more in their system than he is right now. He has everything going his way and just a struggling.
1: Yeah. Dave, do he we think, Again, he hasn't had receivers all year.
3: Do we think the Zach Ertz pickup is going to be, make a big difference for the Cardinals or no?
1: They do a lot of spread stuff, so I don't know. I, he's definitely a better addition than Max Williams, even though he was a blocking tight end. I think he'll put up some numbers, just they're going to stick to that spread format, and I don't think he's going to be as good as he could have been on the Eagles.
2: I think he'll make a difference in the long run. If you know Cardinals, obviously planning to make it run these playoffs. I think he'll make a big difference come those late games of the season and playoffs. To be honest, uh, Dave
3: just said it. Dave said he would have done better in Philadelphia than Atlanta, or uh, than Arizona. He just admitted that
2: Jalen Hurts is better than Kyler Murray. That's big. <laughs> Hurts That's is big. The king That's Hurts big. The king of garbage time. That's what Hurts is.
3: Yeah, he picks up a hundred yards and two TDs in the last four minutes of games that they're down by 20 or more. Exactly. That's all he does.
1: He's a fantasy guy. That's about it.
0: He's like the biggest difference between how you like how your fantasy performance shows you are and how good of a quarterback you actually are in reality. Like it's crazy. He's the fourth best fantasy quarterback, and he's probably maybe the 20th best quarterback in the league.
1: Yeah, That's- it's bad. That tweet that I sent you guys was spot on. (laughs) Yeah. If it wasn't for fantasy football, no one would be saying anything good about Jalen Hurts. Yeah. 100%.
3: And the sad thing is even with fantasy football, not many people are saying positive things about Jalen Hurts. Yeah. It's it's the OU quarterbacks, man.
1: (laughs) Kyler, don't be a hater.
0: Can I – real quick, I want to go back, and I just want to ask this question and then go on to a different game. But the Titans-Bills game again, the QB sneaked Josh Allen on fourth and one. Allen made a very bad move on a QB sneak. The D-tackle made an unbelievable play, Um, just basically chopping down Allen's legs and completely taking away his QB sneak lane. Um, But do you guys think that was a bad call? At the time, I was telling them, kick the field goal. I think you have to kick the field goal there and send it to OT.
1: No, I think then you're relying on a coin flip. You're you're four and two in a bad division, or I'm sorry, what were they? They were four and one in a bad division. They, I feel like they they had they were playing like they had nothing to lose. And that guy, he's really really aggressive. We've seen him go for it on fourth and nine. You gotta you gotta stick with what you're what you do. You can't like back down when it actually matters. You know.
3: I also feel like it's. I mean, you're not asking for a ton, and Josh Allen is. Like statistically, really good in those situations. I'm pretty. I think he's like 93 or 97 percent, like success rate on fourth and one or less.
2: Yeah.
3: Like I mean, he's basically like the best QB sneaking quarterback in the league on those situations. So, um,
1: yeah. I mean, Brandon Staley's a, a really aggressive guy, and I th- I like him as a coach. Sometimes I question his decision making, but he's. You gotta stay. If you're gonna be an aggressive, coach, you gotta stay that way. You can't go back and forth. You know, you can't go for on fourth and nine against the what they thought were the best team in the league at, against the Kansas City Chiefs and then not do it against the Tennessee Titans in a much better... Yeah, league. I don't right, I, I don't mind me. the
0: move at all. You, Sorry, you said Brandon Staley. He's the Chargers guy. No, I think McDermott's the Bills guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. But no, I still...
1: Right. I do like McDermott.
0: Yeah, Allen got completely stuffed, though. It just didn't look good. I was no, I think, to- if anything, it's more like a... I like praise for the Titans than a knock on the Bills. I guess so. I think the Bills need to win that game, though. I agree. I think the Titans showed up desperate for a win, though,
3: and they played. That was basically the that's the peak Titans right there. That that game they just played is about as good as the Titans can be.
2: I mean, the biggest difference is that Titans had their top two wide receivers. They have Brown and. Jones back, where they didn't have him against the Jets. Yep. Yeah.
3: Their defense, I mean, had a pretty good game plan too for the Bills. Mm. I mean, it still lit up thirty-one points. So I mean, that's pretty. That's pretty good, though. I feel like for the for the Bills, it's still thirty. They did points. enough to keep him in a game. They did enough to win the game.
1: They didn't do enough. Did. Off the offense did enough.
3: There you go. Well, whatever. Derrick Henry did enough. Derrick, yeah, Derrick
1: Henry did enough.
3: The only thing, the only comment that I guess since you wanted to switch games, I'm going to switch to the Packers-Bears. I just have to say it, I think it's official. I don't think you can really debate it. Aaron Rodgers owns the Bears. Luckily, and hopefully this is the last year he's in the division, so it won't matter. But he owns the Bears. He owns the Bears. All I, I used to, to get excited for the Packers week.
0: All I don't think about this game is I don't want to talk about it because the Packers won by ten. They're the better team and the Bears don't deserve to be
2: talked about. Uh okay, one guy is as to mentioned, uh, Khalil Herbert, backup uh basically the third stringer for the Bears, which is really solid out there. The Bears
0: do that every year. They get a rookie, they get a, a rookie running back. Every two years they get a rookie running back. He comes in, and next thing you know, he's gonna be rushing more than Dave Mont any year. Jeremy Langford, uh, Forte took over, um, Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, Dave Mont. It's a cycle. It's like a three-year, two-year Bears cycle.
1: Which is not a bad idea considering how long running backs usually do last, last in the NFL.
0: Yep. No, but Herbert, I guess, did play well. And Justin Fields is just playing quarterback. So
1: I think they just have a really good scheme for running backs – and that's the only thing they do well on offense. Except we that's don't a...
0: run the ball.
2: Yeah. You ran it like thirty-eight times last game. Yeah. I don't I don't well, know. Hooper had two touchdowns and over hundred yards. But we run the ball now. I'm saying like
3: in the past our scheme has not been to run the ball.
2: Like when David when David
3: Mott broke out, everybody was begging them to run the ball more.
2: I mean it's because our O line is just atrocious that you not really get anywhere. And I mean, with Fields being able to throw a ball, it opens it up a little bit. But Fields just needs to make better decisions. Like he just is—he's really hesitant in his decision making. So I feel like he's got to know the difference when he should scramble and run for a first down, or when he should try to draw out the play and throw it.
1: Are the are the Patriots the king of playing close games? Whether they should win by a lot or lose by a lot, like we I see. Think-
0: I think it'd be very exciting if the Vikings Patriots played every week because I'd have money on overtime every time they played. They both get in the closest games, and you never know who's going to win.
1: Yeah. Like the Pats, they played, they should have beat the Dolphins by a lot. They lost them by one point. I think, I don't know if that went to OT. That was week one. Um, Who else? They played the Bucs super well. Nobody should have predicted that. Just because Brady was coming home, that doesn't mean he should play worse because of it. Um, Dude, how how about on the
0: broadcast? Trayvon Diggs has that pick six. Props to him having an insane year so far. But then he gets, as they said, torched on a double move. It was a great route. He got beat. The safety though completely whiffed on the ball, and they're like, "Yeah, Diggs just got completely torched."
1: Yeah. I don't know. I'm, his his rating isn't very good for how many picks he has. So I, I Trevon see... Diggs
3: is the he's the Jameis Winston of
1: defense. That's what they say, but I mean, he still <laughs> had an unbelievable year if you look strictly at his stats. Doesn't he have the
3: most, like, completions against though?
1: I don't know that.
0: Yeah, I don't know that. <laughs> um, can I talk about my Bengals? Uh, just absolutely beating the crap out of the Lions.
1: Look at the Bengals. Look at them go. They're good, huh?
0: Defense is we're, looking good. I mean, the Lions scored a pity time touchdown. Like it, it was a borderline, like almost shutout. Uh, we're
3: we're at the point now where we could say the Bengals are so good they're beating teams they should. Finally, that's what playoff teams do. You got it. You got to win the games that you got to win.
1: We'll see this week. I I hope they beat the Ravens. What is the line on that game? Six and a half. Respectable line. I think they should cover, but you never know. The Ravens could show out like they did last week.
2: <clears throat> I mean, um, another another great showing by Chase this week. You know, didn't reach, didn't get a, didn't get a touchdown, but he definitely had a lot of yards, some solid catches, and an awesome block for Joe Mixon.
1: What's going on with the to stay in that division? What is with the Steelers?
0: I don't know. That was a much needed win against the Seahawks. I don't care that they had Geno Smith and Alex Collins at running back. Like a win against the Seahawks is good in prime time. They played. I thought Alex Collins played well.
1: Alex Collins is good. He's just not Chris Carson. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. The Steelers aren't great, but. Najee Harris is so good, it's a shame. The dude's an absolute baller. It's
1: literally – he touches – I feel like he touches the ball more than Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. (laughs) Which which is sure.
3: No, it's like he's also given the ball in situations where it's not like – like they give him the ball a ton, but he's not going to be a big stats guy. Like when they throw him the ball, it's always screens that break down early or like – or, like, it's the last read. When they run handoffs, they just run them up the gut, I feel like. Like, he's not going to be a big stats guy.
1: Oh, lot, the whole line is so bad. But I feel like he has a lot, a lot of games over 100 scrimmage yards this year. Already. Yeah,
0: he, he leads their team in catches. He Yeah, he, he's doing it all. But he I swear every time I look, they throw him, yeah, that one-yard little – uh, dumped down in the flat, and he breaks three tackles and manages to get back to the line of scrimmage. And then you're like, "Wow, that was great!" But he, they didn't get a yard. Mm-hmm.
1: He has, um, he has over 100 scrim- scrimmage yards in all but two games.
2: He's and averaging, um, he's averaging over 100 scrimmage yards a game, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's a beast. Helps that he gets fed like an animal, but he's uh-huh. a beast. Uh-huh yeah and, and
0: tj watt showed out on prime time he's validating that contract um i mean who would you say is tj watt the best player in the or the best defensive player in the nfl right now or do you still have to say aaron donald or
1: miles garrett
0: i think there's just a big there's like a big three of guys that yeah you can name. maybe maybe like a big five i mean chanley jones had that huge first week
1: i won't put him up there but He's just kind of old. But, yeah, since that game, I don't think he has a stack since that game.
0: Okay.
1: I think you can
3: put T.J. Watt up there. I just think that there's not, like,
0: there's not a clear-cut number one right now. Yeah, I think Donald and T.J. Watt are probably the one and two right now.
1: I mean, yeah, I I haven't heard too much about Aaron Donald this year, but that's just because dude's a beast and he's doing what he should, I bet. Only has three and a half sacks, but I bet the QB pressures is up as normal, and that defense is just good as a whole. So, and that offense is, is a lot more efficient than it's ever been under Matt Stafford.
3: Oh, like anyway. that's they isn't? No,
0: Staley's the Chargers guy, isn't he? Who's the coach of the? Oh yeah, McVeigh. McVeigh. Sean McVeigh. All right, Nick, what do you have to say about your college football? You said you got a lot to say. What, what I want to hear it. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Oh, I just feel like – so, okay, so the first point that I have written down, I feel like this is like
3: everybody already knows this, but, like, I wasn't sold on Oklahoma at the beginning of the year, especially, like, they are winning, like, 16-13. But I feel like now, like, with Caleb Williams, they're just, like, a completely different team. Like, they're they're back to being, like – The OU that like everybody expects them to be like they're putting up 52 points a week like they're good now like before they were not very good like I wouldn't have even put them in the playoffs with Spencer Rattler, but they look like a different team with Caleb Williams like it's a decent that was a decent TCU
0: team that they just beat by 21. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't think that TCU team's great. I've never watched them play, but just nothing's really impressive about them when you just look at their schedule. But it, I, I do agree. It's a completely different team with Caleb Williams. It's going to be tough because he's a true freshman, right? So in big-time games and finally, I know he came in in the second half and and performed, um, but I think as the season starts to go go down and – as it gets to that big 12 championship he, we might see him struggle more but it's hard to believe that they kept going with Rattler when this dude's just obviously better I don't know if Rattler's just a gamer in practice or something but Rattler was playing terrible I mean I'll give it to the Sooners they managed to win games with Rattler despite him looking bad. So maybe they are actually a decent team if they were able to get out undefeated with him at quarterback in all those tight, terrible games. Yeah.
1: Uh, who, who does Oklahoma have left on the schedule? I know they have Oklahoma State at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, per usual. Um, but do they? I think they play Baylor as well. And I think that's going to be Caleb Williams' really first test. Yeah.
3: They got their big. Yeah, their two big games are Baylor and Oklahoma State. They play Baylor in two weeks.
1: Who was the game uh, Caleb Williams came in against? Was that Texas? Texas. That 55-48 game where they came back? Yeah, that was Texas. Yeah, I mean,
3: like they play Kansas on the road this week. Then they're at home against Texas Tech. Then they have to play Baylor on the road, which that will be a good test.
1: Yeah, I feel. but, I mean –
3: and then they have to play Oklahoma State on the road, too.
1: That's two feel-good games going into Baylor for Caleb Williams. Give him a little yeah. more time under his belt before you yeah. start against a really good team.
3: Well, the last three games are going to be tough because they have to play Baylor in Baylor. And then, I mean, Iowa State, they're not good, but they're not a pushover either. They have to play them at home, and then they have to bounce back and play Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah. What else do you for college
3: football? Uh, I got so we already I know we already talked about it so I'm not gonna like touch on it a lot but that was there you go that's Purdue's one big win a year their fans can pack it up and be happy for the rest of the year and you know they can go into the off season saying man we had a great season and that's that's about it Purdue got their
0: win that was it that was Purdue's season
1: that's Purdue so, season good Purdue,
0: good season for Purdue. Them winning that game just secures that coach to be there longer. He's going to be like the best five hundred coach in school history. Oh yeah, he keeps the like, game to get extended.
3: I'm pretty sure they're they're they have the fifth most wins against top two teams of any
0: team in the country. I think they do all time. They have the fifth most wins against yeah. top two teams in the nation, which is really? insane because they're almost never ranked.
1: Who is uh, who is what's what is that coach's name? John something. I think it's Bohm, Bohm Jeff yeah, Bohm. John Brom or something.
0: Bra it's like Bohm or Brom or Yeah,
1: you know? it's, I yeah, I want to say it's like BR something but good for him.
0: Yeah, I guess and then so my next
3: the next game that I want to talk about, I'll stay in the the Big 12. I think Oklahoma State is the most underrated team this year. They're just getting overlooked. Like, literally nobody's talking about them, and they're just quietly beating all the best teams in the Big 12.
1: They are ranked eight.
3: But, I mean, like, I, nobody's ranked. talked about them. Their no, defense Bay- is so good.
1: Is Baylor no, what – is, what is Baylor?
3: Is Oklahoma Baylor's 20. Eight? Baylor's 20. Yeah, Oklahoma State's eight. Yeah. Oklahoma's three. But I mean, okay. like, they, they beat Baylor two weeks ago. Like, they just beat Texas – like they're they're a good team. They're
0: a damn good team. Dude, it's crazy though, because they like I'm literally looking at it, and yes, they're good. They they just had to come back and beat Texas, right? Yeah. They were down, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah. Yes. They, they came back, rallied one, beat Baylor, beat Kansas State. Like, dude, but they haven't they've won one game. They've won two games by over ten points. One was well, that's- 10 points and one was eleven points that's what makes them so interesting
3: this year is because they're not, they're not typical Oklahoma state this year. They're a defense
0: first team this year. They could still score, but their defense is what wins them games. They score. They, they only won by seven against Missouri state to start the year. That's crazy.
3: Like they're not going to put up stupid points, but they got a solid defense. They got a solid offense. They're just like a very, a very, very solid team. I they, feel like nobody's nobody's talking about them. Like I mean they borderline they borderline if they get hot, they could sneak into the football playoffs. If they beat Oklahoma, they could sneak in.
0: Their their schedule's really easy
3: going forward. But I mean if they win against Oklahoma and win the Big Twelve, they could easily get in.
0: That's the thing. That's what might screw the Big 12 is it looks like it'll be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State playing back-to-back weeks. And if they both beat each other, then they might screw each other out of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, like, so that, that
3: Oklahoma State defense is, like, they're basically, like, they're top. They're basically top 30 in every major defensive category and their offense is in the top They're, I mean, they're like a pretty middle of the road offense. So they have a top 25 defense, or they have a, a very high ranked defense with an average offense. So
1: the thing is, it's also kind of who, who they played so far as well, playing I mean, Missouri State, Tulsa. State. Yeah, I mean, I just
3: think they're getting a little, they're getting a little underappreciated I feel like they've won some big games, and if they can manage to beat Oklahoma, I think they actually could somehow sneak into the playoffs.
1: But who do they beat, though? Baylor? Wait,
3: yeah, they beat Baylor. They beat Texas. They basically beat all the big teams in the Big 12. I think they – I have to see their schedule. I mean, I don't know who they play. I know they play uh, – they play
0: Iowa State this weekend in Iowa State. But I don't know who they play after that. They've, They've only beat, they, their schedule's really easy from this point forward. Their only good wins are Texas and uh, Baylor. Baylor. And then they have to beat Oklahoma. Yeah. They I, I still feel like if they win the Big 12, there's a good chance they get in.
1: They have Iowa State, Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech, and then Oklahoma.
0: <clears throat> yeah, they have the 19th best defense in terms of yards per game. Your fraud army is seventh.
1: Frauds. Frauds.
3: So I guess so not so that was my big twelve spiel. So I was gonna jump back to the SEC now. And the big thing that I wanted to highlight is the Georgia Kentucky game was pretty much exactly what I think everybody expected. Kentucky put up thirteen points, Georgia put up thirty. Georgia's defense was absolutely dominant.
1: Kentucky I think covered. it's safe.
3: It's yes, they did. That was my lock of the week last week. I think it's I think it's pretty safe to say
0: Georgia's the best team in the country. I know Burdo's not a big Georgia believer, but No, I said they're the best team in the country. They're not gonna win at all though. Is is uh is JT Daniels hurt?
3: They had a backup in last week, I think. I don't know, you tell me, buddy. I listen, I'm not a Georgia fanboy. I'm just saying they Their defense is incredible. Daniels hasn't played like the last two weeks. It's been Stetson Bennett. Okay. I I actually was watching the game because that's how I noticed it. And that was crazy. I didn't know he he originally came out of high school going to Georgia, went to a junior college from Georgia, transferred out, and then transferred back to Georgia.
0: Yeah. Like that's pretty crazy. Bennett, right? I think he had to walk on. I think he had to walk back on to Georgia. That's crazy.
3: Yeah, and then my last note for college football was the SEC has been kind of wild this year. Uh, Auburn somehow manages to hang around and be good teams, and I can't get a read on Arkansas. I can't tell if they're good or not. They they win big games, and then they just sputter out against bad teams. So, I mean, Auburn's a middle-of-the-road team, and they just they just lost by 15 to Auburn, so. Yeah. I don't know whether they're good or not. I can't get a read on them.
1: I mean, this week for for college and NFL everything kind of went how it should be with the exception of Iowa and the Chargers. You know. Other than I get. But...
3: I mean, like Arkansas wasn't supposed to lose to Auburn. They were I'm pretty sure they were like 7 point favorites. Yeah, but Anybody got anything else on college football? Or are we we ready to do awards?
0: Um, I feel like I had something to say about college football. Oh, who's the who's the Heisman front runner right now? It's the uh, what's his name quarterback from Ole Miss. No, what? Who do you think it should be? Should it the be quarterback football? from Ole Miss? Yeah, I think it should be that Michigan State running back. Kenneth Walker is so good. His numbers are just absurd.
1: What about uh, Bryce Young?
0: He should still be in the conversation because if they went out, it just that loss hurts him, but it's kind of ridiculous because he's on one of the best teams in the nation. That really shouldn't hurt him that much because he's been playing pretty damn well.
1: Odds-wise, uh, Bryce Young and Matt Coral. Yeah, Matt
0: Coral's –
3: that coral's a dog, dude.
1: They're, they're both plus two hundred. Then you. Have... But he's
3: is he's, he's injured this week, so that could that could actually hurt him.
1: Then you have CJ at plus eight hundred, and then you have Kenneth Walker at plus fourteen hundred.
3: I'm telling you, good sleeper pick though. Bijan Robinson, dude, he's a dog.
0: Running uh, back from Texas. Yeah, I'll he like is. But everyone talks about him more than any other running back, and Kenneth Walker is way better. So if you want to know the, if you want to know the the odds here, so right now
3: they have Bryce Young favored. Bryce Young and Matt Corral are tied as a favorite. Didn't
0: Dave just read these? <laughs> oh, he just read. It. You He, didn't? Did? he literally he just, just read them. <laughs> I wasn't.
3: Yeah, I said attention. Bryce Young, <laughs> Matt
1: Corral, C.J. Kenneth Walker, Bijan e. Robinson. And they got Desmond.
0: Travion Henderson on here, Burdo.
1: He has a top
0: ten. He leads the country in yards per carry. He averages like eight a carry. It's crazy. This
3: is how this is how little people pay attention to college football. Caleb Williams is like the same. He has the same odds as Bijan Robinson and Desmond Ritter to win Heisman. There's no way he wins Heisman, missing the first four games of the season.
0: I think he has a shot on the Oklahoma's offensive all team. I don't think he can win it, but he can get into the top five. Yeah, just oh, for- I mean, yeah, he definitely, but he has no shot of winning.
1: Just because they scored an absurd Oh,
0: hey, by the way, by the way, David,
3: everybody pause. Say you're sorry. Four. The under hit in the App State game. <laughs> one Say on you're one, sorry.
1: One-on-one, on one, he's still fraud. No, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, they, dude, I didn't even realize the quarterback from Pitt is having a great year. Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Kenny Pickett deserves to be in the conversation. He's having crazy numbers. Do you think there's any way Desmond Ritter can win it? No. Or do you think it's just not possible? His numbers aren't even good. His numbers aren't that good. He can't win it. He really shouldn't. He's only making it because they're undefeated. I really don't think he deserves to be in the conversation with any of those quarterbacks up there. I don't know. Let's let's look at his stats real quick. And then we can move into awards. I just want to see what his stuff looks like. Also, I like to say he probably just had a great week against Temple because it's Temple. But like, he's got so he currently has
3: fourteen hundred yards, which is tied for fiftieth. Thirteen touchdowns, tied for twenty seventh. Two picks, tied for fourteenth. And he has a QBR of seventy five, which is eighteenth. So, no shot.
0: Yeah. Although they're playing Navy this week, so he could add like four more touchdowns. Also, shouldn't that Georgia is it D tackle or linebacker? What is it? Jordan Davis? Is that his name? They have their yeah. star defensive player actually deserves to get his name in the conversation because he is dominating.
3: Yeah.
0: All right, we want to do some awards. Let's do some awards. Let's do it. All right. Does so everybody got them? I mean, yeah. I have to figure out my average performance one though. Okay. So you can go last on that.
3: Dave, you want to start average performance.
1: Average performance a week. I'm going uh even though I'm going the Steelers against the Seahawks. 23 to 20 against Geno Smith. The Seahawks has been struggling even with Russ Wells. I'm going Seahawks uh the Steelers.
3: Like it. Mike, you haven't said anything
2: in a while. I know. Uh uh my average performance is uh Mac Jones on the Patriots. You know, he went 15 for 21 for two, 230 yards. But, I mean, he got a lot of those yards out in play. So, uh, two TDs, one pick. I mean, did his best to get his team to dub, but ultimately cannot get it. Mike's hot, way, that's...
1: Mike's hot spot went out. <laughs> that's <laughs> what he's gone for saying. a little bit.
2: <laughs> By the way, that's back-to-back weeks that
3: Mac Jones has gotten the average performer of the week award. So, that's impressive. I'm
2: pretty sure he's our first two-time winner.
1: And and he's still probably Kirk for me, and
2: probably Kirk has won it twice. Too. He's still
1: gonna win uh, rookie of the year. Yeah, that's how
3: terrible the other rookies are doing. Jamar uh, Chase, uh, Jamar
1: winner Chase, winner Chase or
3: Najee
2: could
1: get it. Yeah. It's just too hard being a non QB.
2: Nah, I think I think Chase deserves it so far. Jamar Chase, yeah, definitely. If you were to give it out right
3: now, it would go to Jamar Chase.
1: No, I mean why why him over Najee Because the
3: dude's almost averaging a touchdown a game. How many yards is he averaging a game? It's got to be close to 100,
0: right? Yeah, he's averaging close to 100, and he's averaging a touchdown a game so far. That's pretty insane.
1: And Najee Harris is averaging over 100. Well, he's also
0: a running back. The the, the tiebreaker just basically goes to whose team's better right now. Like, Jamar Chase seems to be having a bit, like, it's weird to say, like, because Najee is basically the whole Steelers offense. But Jamar Chase has, like, impacted the Bengals from, like, not having a deep ball threat to now kind of having an electric deep ball threat. And he gets more media than Najee.
1: I agree. I mean, Najee Harris, he hasn't been impactful because the offense is terrible for the Pittsburgh Steelers other than him. So,
0: If Najee's able to play 17 games at the amount of touches he's getting right now and keeps the numbers up, I think he should probably win it. But if, like, Jamar Chase puts up 17 touchdowns, it's yeah, a, you can't really give it to him.
1: I mean, I think Najee Harris has four touchdowns, four, five. So he's not too far behind in over 100 scrimmage yards a game, but I do like Jamar Chase. All right, Nick, who's your average performance? My average performer
3: is the Chicago Bears. Once again, losing to Green Bay at home,
0: getting owned by Aaron Rodgers. It's my average performance. Love that. Didn't, I think Aaron Rodgers said something. Maybe it was on the Pat McAfee show, where he was basically saying just how much he loves going to Chicago, like he'll, like walk along the shoreline. He just loves the city. That's great. I'm glad he awesome. like. Well, it's basically his home now, so. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, um, he was. They, they
3: also interviewed him, and he was like, because they asked him about the touchdown celebration when he yelled at the crowd that he owns them, and he's like, yeah, usually you just kind of like black out during that stuff and don't remember, but. I vividly remember when I was saying it, I was getting double birded by at least four people
0: in the stands. That picture was great. There were like six middle fingers.
3: In
1: yeah. All hey, right, Bird, so what do you
0: got my average performance? Uh, I'm going to give it to Cam Newton because he managed <laughs> to put himself back into the media as he always does, despite not being significant to NFL football at all. The new news is that he claims he's vaccinated now. In that apparently the Seahawks are trying to talk to him. But let's all be honest, no one's gonna sign the guy. Like, come on. But he managed to get back in the news as Cam Newton does, so I give it to him. <laughs> That's impressive. I like I
3: love that he's like touting getting vaccinated as like a career accomplishment. Like he just went and did a PR on bench press, or he threw the ball the farthest he ever
0: has. All Incredible. right. I'm going to kick off because we've been talking about him a lot. I want to do the Ocho Cinco Award. Now, I guess the Ocho Cinco, you're technically supposed to perform well, kind of? No, it just has to be somebody acting unprofessional. Okay, so good, because mine's Spencer Rattler. <laughs> mine isn't because of the Instagram bio thing. It's a little unprofessional to like instantly get benched and transfer right away as it's about to be announced, I'm sure. Um I'm giving it to the clip from QB One where they're in the weight room. I saw this on TikTok. They're in the weight room. I completely forgot about it. He goes, Yeah, I'm gonna get I'm gonna I'm gonna get three Heismans and then you can have one. He goes, You know what? I'll just I'll just get two and you can get two. <laughs> and it just looks so bad. Who is he so talking to? And he sucks. Who was he talking the, to? QB The backup QB at the high school. He was, was he also got- a five star, right? He was a three-star committed to Michigan, um, and then he got uh, he got a life-threatening illness, like in his like he's not allowed to play anymore because of a heart thing. Oh shit! But yeah, it was that it was that actually nice quarterback who was behind him. <laughs> That's what everybody after the game to when he didn't play a single snap. Everybody was posting the
3: clips of from QB one of them at practice where he was like walking off the field and he was like, "Our team sucks, bro." <laughs> After practice, when nobody would catch the ball, yeah, somebody was like, "Man, it's shocking that this kid got benched. He's such a good teammate." <laughs> okay, right. I guess
1: I guess I'll follow it up with. Uh, I'm going the Bengals. Uh, this tight end CJ Uzoma. That's if that's how you say his last name. Yeah, and uh, Joe Mixon when he hit hit his phone, it, it's not so much unprofessional; it's kind of a cool moment. He hit hit the guy's phone out of his hand, and Joe Mixon was dancing on the camera. That was kind of sick. Dude, yeah. That was great. That and was, that was I mean, I wouldn't say it's unprofessional; it's just a sick moment.
0: Hey, it was a great celebration in a Bengals jersey. That's some Ocho Cinco stuff.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. So kind of tribute to Ocho Cinco in that in that regard. That's a good one. I didn't think about that.
2: All right, uh, my Ocho Cinco moment is on Malik. J- Malik. Uh, Malik Jackson of the Browns for a absolute devious hit on Kyler Murray for roughing a passer call. Very surprised he did not get ejected from the game. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, it was just a standard 15 yards. Which
0: one was it? The one where he got pushed out bounds or the one where they like – No, the one where he got really shoved
2: old. and Kyler just like was still standing. <laughs> did you see that, Dave?
1: Uh, yeah, i seen the clips. I wasn't watching the game because I was coaching, but – yeah, I seen the clip of it, and people were like, How, like, the league is getting so soft.
0: Which I was, was so mad. I was blowing up that text chat. I was just mad they were losing, but then I saw that. I was like, This is just so weak. Right,
3: my Ocho time. Cinco. Go ahead. I was going to say, My Ocho Cinco of the week is the NFL for sending England two absolutely terrible games in a row. <laughs> so sorry, England. Sorry. I England. also have it. Also, have an anti Ocho Cinco moment, which is a professional acting, super professional. And that was Dak Prescott getting hurt on the game winning touchdown. And then nobody knowing that he got hurt until two days later. So that was pretty impressive. I had no idea he got
1: hurt. I like CeeDee Lamb just absolutely waving goodbye to that cornerback's face <laughs> right in his mouth. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know who the cornerback was, but right in his mouth, he's waving goodbye and celebrating in his face. And then he
3: pushed him, and then he got up again and did yeah. it again.
1: <laughs> you can't get a taunting penalty after the game's over. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point.
3: All right, what do we got for our Wade Miley,
0: Evan Longoria of the week? And yeah. Right. yeah, Dave, we established <laughs> it last week when you weren't here. The award's just going to get longer and longer, so every week winner we add on to the award. That way it's not just Wade Miley.
1: Okay, I think uh, so. I think this guy is long overdue and possibly an addition. Antonio Brown, that dude is just a stud again, and he's about Wade Miley's age. Um, I think he had like close to 100 yards and a touchdown this week again. He's just been balling out, and I, I love that Tom Brady bought into him and just kind of produced him into a good human being or a decent enough human being to play in the NFL again. <laughs> Did he you got see- those
3: Brady kisses at home.
0: Yeah. Fixed him up real quick.
1: I don't know what's going on over there, but I need to go over there.
0: <laughs> no, shout out shout out, AB for sure, because he's not back to his prime, but he's back to as close as he could be to his prime. It's yeah, awesome.
1: especially at like 33 years old.
0: Yeah, so I saw something, though, that – and I'm not defending AB because he made a lot of shitty decisions to get to where he ended up, but – he it said like maybe A B really wasn't that crazy after all. And it showed him with like Tomlin and with Big Ben, like bitching about Big Ben, and then it was him with John Gruden and how he couldn't stand John Gruden. It's like, well, maybe the guy was human enough that he was going he was going off the deep end for some reason because of these people.
1: Yeah. I feel like Mike Tomlin has always had, had trouble controlling these players. Found a way to win, finds a way to win all the time, but yeah, just, you see with Juju, you see with Antonio Brown, Big Ben has had some some cases in this in this time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so my Wade Miley Evan Longoria Award winner for me goes to Alexandro Ovechkin. Um, opening night for the Capitals. He's thirty six. Still probably the best goal scorer in the league. Had Definitely. two goals. Two goals, two assists to start off opening night. Leaving, I mean, just taking off where he left off. Good for, good for Ovi. Dude's a stud. He's just in the league at this point to try
3: to break every record he possibly can.
0: Yep. He's just getting, he's just getting
3: fed now. By the way, how about shout out, shout out, Rob Carselli leaving two players, leave a player that two players that had hat tricks on the bench in fantasy hockey this past week.
0: The same night they had hat tricks.
3: Yeah. Almost, he would have, he would have beat the top scorer from, or the second, sorry, Mike, the second highest scorer from last
2: week. But that's incredible. Another In news Ericson Eck had a hat trick last night, 10 points, and he was on my bench. That sucks.
3: <laughs> kind of like, love the fantasy hockey thing. It's kind of making me
2: pay attention to hockey, and it's nice. I hate how you only play six players. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, I just want to throw that out there. I'm beating Mike, Mike this week. Oh.
2: <laughs> Your team had seven points the first day. It's, it's, it's pretty good,
1: actually. I got some dogs out here. Got some dogs.
3: Dude, you don't realize how important it is to have a good goalie until they get you two points for every time they win a game. Like, if they win three out of four games a week, that's six points. That's huge. Anyways, my Wade Miley, Evan Longoria of the week uh, is Max Scherzer. <laughs> I feel like we haven't really talked much about Max Scherzer. Got his first save against the Giants. He's been absolutely shoving in the postseason. <clears throat> it's nice that he's back on the Dodgers, or he's on the Dodgers, so he can play in the postseason. He's been having a great year,
1: it's even though how, the
3: Dodgers lose.
1: It's insane how they picked up their two best players at the trade deadline. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, how about
3: how about Cody Bellinger too? Yeah. He's back to form. He he hit a he's whole hitting lot like in. over three hundred.
1: Yeah. I don't know how he hit that ball out of the park. It was about a foot outside the zone.
3: Yeah, I think it was also like the second highest home run mm-hmm. he's ever
0: hit or pitch he's ever hit a home run on, or something like that too. Like the ball was way high. Mikey, who's your who's your Wade Miley? Did you give yours Um
2: No, I haven't. But before I get into that, Dave, another reason you might win this week is because one of my starters got ejected in a three game suspension for headbutting a player. <laughs> <laughs> So, he's definitely a defenseman. No, it was a forward. It was uh, really Bushnevich on the blue. Oh, Bushnevich. <laughs> That's incredible. So, yeah, he headbutted someone on Monday, and now he's off for the rest of the week.
1: Yeah, I know one player on my team, Patrick Kane. <laughs> Kyle Conner, though, went off. I, I just want to throw that out there. I only picked him because he had a cool name. <laughs>
3: Could be worse, guys. I literally the backup goalie I drafted literally isn't even in the NHL anymore. They sent him back down to the AHL. <laughs> so I gotta wait three weeks to get another backup goalie.
2: Anyway, to my win right and Evan Longoria moment of performance of the week. It's actually three players. It's the whole Ravens backfield. Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Le'Veon Bell all went for eight or more carries and all had a touchdown against the Chargers. That's so. a good one.
1: That is very So
2: kind of all like all just old names. Bell's old name, Tavius murray has been a forever backup. Devonta Freeman's had his time to shine with the Falcons, but he's been a backup too. About the best guys. running, the best running back room from 2006,
1: <laughs> 1993.
0: <laughs> all right, what do we got for oh shit moments of the week? <clears throat> um, I'll I'll go. Mine isn't that good, but. It applied to me. And it once again, I've been keeping it real in my oh shit moments because it's actually where I go, oh shit. Um mine was I was watching the Blue Jackets and it said we're the youngest team in the league. And we we average an age of like twenty-five. Jesus. They say, oh my like, oh shit. That's that's gonna be really hard to watch sometimes. So we'll see. It'll be really fun at times, but it's kind of good, though. It's kind of good. Got a young team. Because you sent everybody to the
3: – you sent the team to the slaughterhouse last year. That's why. Got it at all. I honestly think that the Jackets were the first team I've ever seen trade away their captain while he was still, like, serviceable. So, bold
0: play. I don't know. And then and then he went and signed with the Bruins. So,
1: fuck you, Felino. <laughs> fuck you, Felino. Button, what do you
3: got? I, so my oh shit moment of the week was uh, last day. from the Monday night game when they showed the graphic that on his 70, whatever, four-yard touchdown run, Derrick Henry reached 21.8 miles an hour. That's – I was like – I could not imagine being the defender that has to try to step in his way. He's like, what, what is he, like 6'4", 250, yeah. and he runs 22 miles an hour, like – no fucking way I'm ever standing in front of that guy. Like, that's an oh shit moment when that guy's running at you.
1: That's a oh shit moment. <laughs> uh, Mike?
2: Uh, my oh shit moment was when I was watching the Cowboys game and the wild wild uh, rollercoaster of emotions when I saw Trevon Diggs pick off. Matt, uh, Mac Jones return for a touchdown for seventh interception of the season. And then the following play uh, lets up a 70-yard touchdown pass to then uh, lose the lead. So that was my oh shit moment.
0: That was crazy. You just blink and 14 points were scored.
1: Uh, I'm going to go with oh shit, uh, Nemo is a fraud. (laughs) Fuck
3: that guy. Not a fraud, not a fraud. He was positive today. We won money today, not a fraud.
1: You did win money today if you fouled him. Would you be stupid too to be so cold?
3: Not a fraud. Did the fraud. Celtics win? No, the Celtics. No, they took the double OT and lost. Wow. And then no, but the under in the half State game hit.
2: I did see like that. Like a gentleman.
1: Like a gentleman.
3: They saw they were at fifty-four points. The under, the over, under was sixty-one. They said, "No, sir, no more touchdowns for us. We only want the field goal to win. And that's about it."
2: <laughs> I took I took our boys' advice and I uh, live bet uh, App State money line when it was like plus one hundred. Nice. By the way,
3: that's that's a huge loss for Coastal. That sucks. College football playoff hopes shattered.
0: You yep.
2: shit. It's
3: devastating.
0: So, can we? Everyone gave their OSHA moment, correct? Yeah. Fantastic awards. Awards were presented by CMK Home Improvement this week. Shout out CMK Home Improvement. How's Larry doing, Mike? Business going well? He's doing
2: great. Yeah, business is booming, as they say.
0: Fantastic. So so, so, thank CMK Home Improvement for that. Um, I'd like to do a segment real quick where I, I actually had feedback from someone back home about something that we haven't really been talking about and I think we all should apologize and each give a quick sentiment about them and basically just apologize to the UC Bearcats football team for never really mentioning them too much this year. We did just have Desmond Ritter. They're the number two team in the nation. I apologize, UC. you are the best team in Ohio right now in the AP polls. You deserve it. You deserve more attention. I agree. I would
3: actually like to say – that by us not mentioning them, it just shows that we now have a level of expectation for them being a good team, that they win every week against bad teams. We don't need to mention it. You know, they're great program. You know, if Alabama beats Southern Miss, we're not going to talk about it. You know? I mean, that's what good programs don't get talked about when they win the games they should. So if, you, if you're mad we're not talking about UC, that's a good thing. It means they're winning. That is
1: true.
0: I like that. Let's talk about a scenario right now where UC would not make the college football playoffs, though, for shits and giggles. Here, I got you.
3: If Michigan plays Iowa in the Big Ten Championship and Michigan loses to Iowa, both of the one-loss Big Ten teams would get in
0: and no UC. What are the other teams to get in, though? Alabama-Georgia. And how does that happen? They play in the SEC championship,
3: and one of them loses.
1: It would have to be Georgia loses. It would have to
3: be Georgia loses. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't matter. I'm telling you, they would put two-loss Bama in.
1: They would not put two-loss Bama in. Not not losing Texas A, no. Yep.
3: How crazy would it be if they put Michigan, Iowa, and Ohio State in
0: with Georgia? Uh, I think there's a scenario this year where – now this has an extreme amount of bias but it also has a little bit of history with it where michigan absolutely runs the table and ohio state wins out and you basically get michigan at like three or four against ohio state at like four or five or five and six playing each other on thanksgiving weekend and let's say ohio state wins and then michigan's undefeated with not no longer undefeated with a loss to ohio state Ohio State runs Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. I think there's a scenario where the team that doesn't make the Big Ten Championship on the Big Ten East has a shot at making the playoffs. I there. because, because there's no way if Iowa loses to that team that you can say Iowa's better than Michigan. Yeah, I
1: agree. Even though they beat Penn State. And OSU's role. They don't look like a bad team anymore. I mean, I don't think they ever did. They looked a little average at the beginning of the year, to say the to say the least. But they're rolling now, especially when they roll fucking IU this weekend by 21 plus points. It, it also yeah.
0: could it also could be the scenario though where if Michigan State and Michigan roll the table run the table and go undefeated except for whoever loses to whoever where that happens for them too. So yeah. So some some interesting to bring up. I I just wanted to talk about it. I think UC though, they went out. I mean, they have no one left. They have to beat SMU twice, basically, is what they have to do. usually wins out. They have the best chance a non-Power 5 team's ever had to make it.
3: Yes. I still don't think – there's still – I would say it's still basically 60-40. They don't make it till they
1: make it. We are leaving out Penn State and all those arguments.
0: We're leaving out Penn State. We're leaving out – you can't leave out Oklahoma if they're undefeated.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the Penn, the Penn State thing is they already have one loss against Iowa, who is now 11. And they still have to play Michigan, Ohio State, and Michigan State. So I, I it understand. hurts. I understand. It you hurts.
3: Yeah. It hurts UC a lot that the Big Ten is so competitive this year. Like the fact that the Big Ten has like four or five teams that could potentially make the playoffs hurts them a lot. Yeah. Because it's probably going to be it's – it's got to be – like you, you just wouldn't put in an undefeated Oklahoma or an undefeated Cincinnati over an undefeated Oklahoma. You wouldn't put an undefeated Cincinnati in over a one-loss Ohio State or a one-loss Michigan. Like it just is going to be really tough. They have to have the – and even if like something crazy happens in the Big 12 like Oklahoma State – beats
0: Oklahoma and wins the Big 12, like, they would get him. It's going to be really tough. Let's say for sake of argument, Oregon runs the table, wins the Pac-12 with one loss, and Ohio State looks really good. Maybe they don't make the playoffs, but they look really, really good still um, because that's their their big signature win. Does one loss Oregon with a Pac-12 championship get in over undefeated UC? I think that could – be a big scenario they talk about it could be the same with a one loss oklahoma state one loss oklahoma and one loss oregon versus an undefeated uc yeah
1: it's gonna be really tough for them to make it
3: it really i mean it really depends because i would just say no to oregon because they don't pass the look test like they they've been playing terrible football recently they played their best football at the beginning of the year which is not good
1: The only problem I see with Michigan so far is they haven't played anybody. Worth noting, now that Wisconsin has Graham Mertz, Rutgers, they're competitive, but they fell off after being a competitive team in the beginning of the year. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do against Michigan State, Ohio, and Ohio State and Penn State.
0: It's definitely possible. It's very possible. Right, because th- this is going to be exciting for that Big Ten East, right? Because Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, and Ohio State all still have to play each other, right? Yeah. So all shit's about to break loose on that side of the
1: conference. Yeah. I mean, Michigan's away at all those games except – Ohio State. Ohio State. is a shitty thing for them.
0: By the way, I looked at tickets. Cheapest ticket right now, Dave, $250. <laughs> Dude. But, but, the, but the, weird, the, the interesting thing is it's all one bowl. So it's not like you can get an upper bowl really at Michigan. So I do
1: know some some students there, but I don't know how they're not going to go to the game, and we are. Or we're, they're going to find tickets for us. Yeah. Like, how do you not go to that game if you're if you're you're undefeated or maybe even one loss? You know.
0: Exactly. All right. So cool. We talked. We talked about UC. Good for them. I actually would argue
3: it's more important what happens in the SEC for UC or the Big 12 then what happens in the Big 10 cuz basically the way you, every way you slice it it's going to be really difficult for there not to be two Big 10 teams in
2: yeah. it's going to
0: matter if bama can hold up or if oklahoma can hold up uc needs georgia to win out if georgia goes undefeated uc automatically makes the playoffs i think yeah but yeah. then you can't really count you don't really count the bama second loss then though
3: Oh, because well, I guess if they went out, then Bama would have three losses, right?
0: They'd have two. I don't no, think they played the... Georgia this year outside of the Big te- or the SEC championship. Yeah. Oh, okay. You know the committee though; they'd find a way to squeeze in Bama at four. We'll see. It's also phenomenal leaving Clemson out of this conversation. We also left the whole ACC out of the conversation. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, uh. This is one of the the seasons you could argue that a a six playoff sixteen playoff is very, very wanted or needed for this year with all these scenarios that we have right now. I don't think it's been like this in years. The top four has been pretty clear. Yeah. With Ohio State, with Alabama, with Georgia, with Clemson before this year. You know?
0: Yeah. You could also argue this would have been a great year to have the BCS format though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Here's
0: here's a more important question for you, I
3: guess, when considering if UC can make the playoffs. Instead of asking if UC can make the playoffs, ask would they actually ever leave Bama out of the playoffs?
1: You got to leave a two-loss Bama out of the playoffs. Hopefully Georgia beats them. No one.
3: Think about the money, though. That's a lot of revenue that they lose if Bama doesn't make the playoffs. Not at all.
1: Not at all, because – all those Bama fans are still going to watch no matter what, you know. And and with new teams getting into the playoffs, the revenue is going to go up. Yeah. I don't know. You figure if, like, a Cincinnati team gets in, gets in a ton of new fans will, will start watching. The Bama fans are probably pretty loyal to college football as it is, you know.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that hurts revenue, really.
1: Nothing that- they do is going to really hurt revenue at the end of the day.
3: Yeah.
1: With the fourteen playoff. All
3: right. Do we wanna do we wanna wrap it up with our with our no way this doesn't hit better the week?
0: Sure. I I don't have right. mine ready, but you, you guys go ahead. Go ahead, Dave.
1: Panthers minus three against New York Giants. Lock it in. Okay. Mikey. They've, they've look like shade you go, Nikki, you're up. I think Darnold's going to have a comeback game here, and finally look like he did the first three, four weeks. So
3: I don't know. After last week, are you ready to say Darnold's still good? He looked, he looked he, pretty I, terrible last week.
1: I don't think he's good, but the
3: Giants are bad. So. All right, for mine, I have one, and then I have an honorable mention. My my official pick is smu minus 13 and a half versus Tulane. lane uh two is not very good smu is good uh, i think smu wins this game by about 25 as opposed to 14. so that's my official pick for the week um, but my honorable mention is michigan minus 21 and a half at home versus northwestern uh low statistic for everybody Home ranked teams off of a bye are sixty percent against the spread since two thousand
1: three. So that line is at twenty three and a half now. I never got yeah. that line at twenty one and a half. Unfortunately, if
3: you're if you're an analytics guy, you're big into Michigan this week. Would have would have said Ohio State's a lock this
2: week, but they're not at home. Mike, anybody? All right, my lock uh, is Falcons minus two and a half against the Dolphins. <laughs> I'm mad. Dolphins stuck, man, straight up. So rolling, rolling on the Falcons. You know, Cordell Patterson have a huge week. That's a bold take.
3: And everybody's on the Dolphins this week.
1: Ridley's back.
2: Ridley's back.
1: Cal Pitts finally had a good week. Kind of probably because. Calvin Ridley really wasn't there. and Was Cordell pass? Who was the other big name that was hurt? Uh, it was
0: Ridley and Gage.
3: Oh,
1: yeah, Russell
0: Gage. Can Matt Ryan's old bones hold up is the real question. Oh, yeah. Ryan's going to have a great day. I'm actually really struggling picking right now. I, I actually haven't looked at any of this stuff. Uh, Birdo, it's okay if you want to pick with your heart. No, no, I, no, I'm not picking. I'm just going to take Michigan minus 2,300 money line. <laughs> oh. uh, Wild pick. Now Let's see here. Man, UConn really sucks, and I've been really good betting at UConn.
3: Who are they playing I'm, this week?
0: Uh, Middle Tennessee State.
3: I feel like – no, I feel like – Somebody was complaining that we don't talk about UC enough. We don't talk about UConn and Massachusetts enough. We don't get the bottom feeders in here enough.
0: All right, my pick is going to be Mississippi State minus 20.5 versus Vanderbilt. Minus 21.5? 20.5. 20.5, okay. I, I just found a really bad team and found a team that – uh, was really good at baseball this year. It's respectable. Actually, that is a baseball game. That's going to be interesting. Mississippi State versus Vanderbilt. Wrong sport.
1: Wrong sport.
0: There they go. I do like Ohio State though. Oh, dude, Navy's not good. UC minus twenty eight because UC is just going to start running it up.
3: What are we, are we locking in Mississippi State which what are we locking in Oh yeah, I said Mississippi State. I'm sticking with State. All right. State. Okay. <laughs> so just an updated standings after last week. Dave and myself are currently tied in first at 2 and 1, and Mike and Berto are tied at 1 and 2. So Berto picked up a big it's big week for Berto last week. Picked up his first win. We finally had a week in the green after a while. It was a good week last week.
1: Uh, DraftKings are scared to give out the Michigan line. They still won't do it. <laughs> they have the Michigan-Michigan state line out already, but they don't have the <laughs> Michigan North. Yeah, state I'm
0: state. telling you, Michigan's getting hammered. It's, it's because, Dave, it's because it's against a team in Illinois. Oh, really? Yeah, the, you're not allowed oh, to yeah. bet on college sports teams in Illinois if you're in Illinois. I didn't know that. That was a part of their, um, because when Loyola was in the, the – I learned it when Loyola was in March Madness to try to bet on Loyola, and you can't.
1: So you can't bet on any Illinois teams.
0: College when you're in Illinois. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess I never bet on Illinois football or Northwestern football, so.
0: Yeah. So that's that. Um, anything else? I mean, we can talk about. Just, we'll just recap baseball real quick, but the Astros are now up 3-2 on the Red Sox. Pretty interesting what a, series.
3: What a swinging series. One week, one night it's the Red Sox pounding the Astros 9-2. The next night it's the Astros pounding the Red Sox 10-4. Like It's, it's just completely back and forth. Offensive dominated.
0: Astros not having Lance McCullers has been huge. It has. And then the Braves took a 2-0 lead on the Dodgers. No one saw that coming. Braves, after that, became World Series favorites for a second. And then the Dodgers rallied in game three to come back, make it a 2-1 series. And game four is currently happening. Mike, you have to have an update on that. I know you've
2: been keeping up with it. Braves are uh, winning 9-2. Wow. Love that. So, I the, the Braves could have swept the Dodgers if not for that Bellinger eighth inning home run. It's because of the jock pearls. Because of Anthony Rizzo's bat. They're sick. Yeah. I
3: love
0: that he wears pearls. It's so awesome. It looks so, yeah, awesome. right. Now, right now, it looks like it will be a Braves versus Astros World Series. Just going based on who is winning their uh, series currently, the Astros series. We'll have a day off, and then they'll play on Friday. I'd assume. Yeah, in Houston. I just want to go. Oh, I'm sorry, go on. No, and then what? What's the Dodgers Braves one? Will they play tomorrow? Or are they also a day travel day? They'll I play think tomorrow. Aggred one day. No, they'll play. They'll play tomorrow because it'll be the third game in LA. Okay.
1: I think. Um, how about it? Was almost four out of four of the same playoff teams as last year. With the the exception of the Braves beating the Raves. Yeah. I mean, that would be the first time three out of four playoff teams made it back-to-back years with Houston, Dodgers, and the Red Sox. Did the Red Sox go that far
0: last year? The The Rays made
1: it last year. Rays? Who were it? Rays, Astros, Dodgers, and who was that fourth team?
3: Braves. Last year sure was the Braves because the Braves beat the Reds in the divisional series.
1: Yeah, I mixed up to... the
0: wild card. They beat the Reds in the wild card.
1: Yeah.
0: Who'd they play after that then? The Brewers? I don't know. It's the Brewers, so we know they didn't make it out of the ALDS. Yeah.
1: But I do know that it's it was three out of the three out of four teams. Back to back years. Which doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, so...
3: Well
0: block. then it had to be it had to be Braves then. Yeah, I think it had to be. Mm-hmm. That's actually wild. Yep. So I haven't been watching the last couple games, but just absolutely crazy. Um, that's that. Uh, recap on our uh, NHL teams real quick. My Blue Jackets lost their first game last night to the Red Wings. They're now two one and o, and the Blackhawks are now o two and one. Yep. Sell the team. one and two.
3: Yep. Sell the team. Trade everybody. It's time.
0: Got to acknowledge it's time. There's it's that. a big Mike, self-aware week. Mike, what do you have to say, buddy?
2: I was gonna say I haven't done my Survivor picks yet.
0: Oh, sorry, man. Yeah. Yes, let's hear it. You're, you're. I don't know why you even. I, I think it's just healthy for you to talk them out. I just don't want to give you <laughs> your advice. You're just money at this.
2: Um. So right. picked the Colts last week. I feel like it was like, like the. Best week to pick the Colts, obviously, slaughtering the Texans. So, you move on to 6-0 with that. Um, so, we're using another very solid team this week. We could go with the cards against Texans and roll against them, but i been using the cards later in the year. So, the one team that I'm using that I'm not using as of the year this week is the Rams. Rams should obliterate the Lions, and we should move on to 7-0. Knock on wood, but Rams should... Take the dub against the Lions this week. Love that, but right. Dan
3: Campbell called off called out Jared Goff in the in the post game interview last week. So Jared Goff could come out with a fire under his ass. Could, be huge. could. could be huge. I think Matt
2: Stafford? I think Matt Stafford is a larger fire that's just going to incinerate Detroit's defense. That is called Aaron Donald. No, I might
0: keep it going. How many people are left? You got an update on the survivors so far? Uh,
2: probably still over a hundred. Because last week, last, last week went to just went to plan pretty much. Besides the Chargers, Every, like everyone who was supposed to win one pretty much. So I mean, I mean the biggest upset so far was uh Giants over the Saints, and then the other one that week as well. So, but we're still riding in here, riding high. And uh, we keep, keep the
0: want to keep it that way. All right, beautiful. Any parting words from you, fellas? Does everybody quickly want to just give everybody an update
3: on how your fantasy hockey team did? I unfortunately lost because the Jets are terrible last week. My goalie got negative three points, which would have ended up winning me the week, but
2: the Jets sucked, so I lost
1: one and all. About to be two and all after I beat Mike's ass.
2: That's right. Uh, my team's one and zero, put up the second most points last week. Didn't she put uh, up the most? What? Didn't she put I, up the most? No, second most. So oh, okay. Connor McDavid put up ten points the last day. So, oh okay. Okay. Yeah, but um, yeah, this week's not looking too hot right now. We're only down four, which is fine going into the rest of the week. Um, it hurts having one of my starters out for headbutting someone, and my bench is on fire right now. My bench is scoring a lot of points. So, not that good.
0: Yeah, my team lost to Dave. I put up the least amount of points in our league. I also didn't look into the rules. I think the rule book is, um, what's the right way to put it? Not favorable at times is the right way to put it for myself. I liked messing around drafting Zidane Char and P.K. Subban as a joke. And I have to play them both before I can dump them or else I'm not eligible for the playoffs. So I put up five points last week, and I drafted Marc-Andre Fleury, which is maybe one of the worst picks in the league. So my goalie sucks. My defense last week sucked. I don't even know how I'm doing this week. I'm checking right now. Oh, I have zero points. Oh, wow. I – oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, none It's of, okay,
3: Birdo. Don't worry. This week, one of my guys is out, and one of my defenders is day-to-day. So don't worry. Could be worse.
0: Yeah, holy so crap. My Started team, the week with such promise. My team put up one on Monday, negative one on Tuesday with five guys playing because Flurry got the loss, and then, yeah, I'm going to lose this week. I'm going to be on two. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> all right, but I'm keeping my chin up. This isn't good. I'm just donating to this league, but it's all right. I'm gonna keep trying. Who am I playing? Hey, don't
3: worry. We did say Berto. We did say uh, there will be a rules committee meeting before next year. So if you have any any uh, grievances against the league for any rules, you can bring them to that meeting. They'll be fixed. We did talk about potentially expanding, adding points for saves, stuff like that. So save your Big grievances line. for the end of the year. Bigger lines,
2: know. please.
0: Save your grievances for the end of the year. Because I think it's kind of crazy that, like, if someone would have played solo last night, he put up, like, 41 saves and only allowed two goals, and he would have got negative two points, and the dude played unreal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, nope, I get it. I'm all about it. I do like that. It's, it's all about scoring. We kind of like the aggressiveness of that. Um, But nope, that's it. Uh, episode four, I believe of blowing off steam presented by CMK home improvement and first tracks technology. I was in the home of first tracks technology last week. And let me tell you, it was a banger of one getting to play golf with the owner, Rob co-owner, the co-owners actually of first tracks technology, Josh Patton and Rob Carcelli played golf with them. Then did the blue jackets game with co-owner Rob. And let me tell you the relationship between this podcast and first tracks is just getting better by the day. Can't wait to have him on. Um, Once again, thanks for that support. Um, But until next time, Maybe we can do an in-person, like 30 minutes, maybe in a week or two. It's not a bad okay. idea. Maybe do an in-person next week. Banger of a 30-minute episode. It's true. So maybe we could do that. Maybe we could have some girls involved. We could, who knows? We could do a lot of stuff. Um, but that's it for blowing off steam, signing off. Thank you, fellas, for joining me. Have a good one, people.